Hello everyone, Camille here, and today I'm going to give you my best attempt to unpack exercise and fitness because everyone, what's the easiest way to lose weight? Diet and exercise. So I just recorded a podcast all about diet or nutrition, and today I'm going to talk about exercise. So we want to think about exercise on a couple different ends of the spectrum, and again, on the left side, we're going to be in that maintenance area. So we're at a healthy body fat. We're happy with our bodies. We're looking to how do we maintain this current physique? So some regular maintenance things that we would need to do to keep our body working in proper shape would be foam rolling and stretching. So why is foam rolling and stretching an important part of maintenance? Uh, A lot of times it's because of our imbalanced movement patterns, so, or lack of movement patterns. (laughs) So if you sit um, in an hour in the car every single day, your hip flexors are going to be tighter. They're in a closed position for an extended period of time, and if when we get out of the car we're not stretching our hips out um, in a very specific intentional manner, they're going to stay in a more closed position which will then lead to that more hunchback behavior where our chest is a little bit leaned forward and our shoulders are rounded forward as well. And that's going to create breathing issues and other posture-related problems. So just by foam rolling our quads, which tend to be overly tight as well because of how we excessively use them um, and how tight they get when we sit, and foam rolling our, our hip flexors, our TFLs. So Look for my foam rolling video on why we should foam roll and how to foam roll to really help give you the specifics of what to do to foam roll your hip flexors, especially if you sit for a couple hours a day um, every single day. Because it's not about what you do on any given day, it's about what you do every single day. And we can't spend our entire life just getting tight, tight, tight and never taking the time to release, or we're going to create massive problems for ourselves in the future. And again, this is all, if we're looking to create a change, we always want to be thinking about how can I set my future self up for success? And if you're not taking the time to stretch and foam roll your hips, we're not setting our future self up for success because we're giving our future self a problem to have. Even if our hips don't currently hurt, they eventually might in the future. So it's important to think about how can we reward our future self? How can we help our future self make it easier for ourselves then? And this maintenance is going to be the same way to think about a car. So if you take your car in for regular maintenance, you probably aren't going to have as many unexpected large expenses come up. Whereas if you choose to not do maintenance for years and years and years on end and you bring your car in to get fixed, you're going to get a big old price tag because something went wrong and it's going to take a lot more money and time to fix. Whereas if you just were, you know, consistent with your maintenance, you probably aren't going to have those type of critical problems like someone who didn't choose to do their maintenance. So if we have been spending our life getting super tight and never taking the time to stretch it or release it, it's going to take some more time and it's probably going to be more painful than someone who had been doing it all along. But it's very important to remember it is never, never too late to start. Even if you're 70, 80 years old, it's never too late to start giving your body more space to live its life, basically. So no matter where you are, no matter how long it's been since we've done any sort of maintenance on our body, 
we really want to emphasize um, foam rolling. And basically the premise of foam rolling is find a sore spot, sit on it, sit still for 30 to 60 seconds. That's how long it takes your body to send that override signal. Hey, my leg's not going to fall off. This isn't a threat. Let's release that muscle tissue. And you move up all the way inch by inch um, throughout the entire muscle. And then we follow it up with the stretch because otherwise if we were just to go in and stretch right away, we would be mostly stretching from the areas towards the ends of the muscle because that middle portion of the muscle is probably so ungodly tight. It won't even allow itself to stretch there because it's so tightly bound. So we want to foam roll to kind of break all that muscle tissue up and then we'll stretch it out the whole length of the muscle to really get the maximum amount of, of distance added, um, especially in regards to our quads and TFLs. And so that's kind of the intensive care routine. It's going to take, you know, 30 to 60 minutes a day for some people to get to the point where they can just spend 15 minutes before their workout doing their foam rolls and before they start their exercise. Um, I would always recommend foam rolling before your workout um, to make sure that your muscles are in the right length before you start doing that exercise. So for instance, if your hips are super tight and your quads are tight and we're not going to be able to power through and get an awesome full glute contraction if our hips are so tight because it can't get that full range of motion because a weak muscle is never going to override a tight muscle. So you want to be able to do your foam rolls on the opposite sides of the muscle group that you're trying to train so that that muscle has the best opportunity to get the full range of motion and the full contraction. Now, foam rolling right before your workout on the muscle that you're trying to train is not going to give you the best strength output, but we want to, again, set our future self up for success more than we want to set our present self up for success by focusing on how can we help ourselves in the future. Well, if this is a better length right now, it's going to be better in the future as well. So the best case scenario is we can do foam rolling and stretching for about 15 minutes before our workouts. And we're working out, you know, three days a week, 30 to 60 minutes. That would be a great place to be able to maintain and maybe even slowly enhance your physique. And so this is end game, right? So and some of that fitness can be dancing. If you love salsa dancing or it can be, you know, your exercise at that point can be just moving your body in ways that feel good. If there's no current problem, we're not battling a high weight loss problem. We're just looking to maintain or enhance our physique. So dancing might be a good solution. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, finding ways that involve your body, even frisbee golf, you know, finding different hobbies and activities that we can use to move our body in more dynamic ways can help keep us living a healthier lifestyle, keep us maintaining that body that we've built. And the best part about getting to that maintenance portion of your life is that you will get to reap the rewards of the physique you built years and years and years ago without having to put in that same high caliber level of fitness. So you can train, if you trained for five years very intensely heavy, um, very diligent, you know, nutrition was on par. We added a ton and ton of muscle mass. Years down the line, we might only be have to do one or two traditional style workouts a week. And we might be able to just supplement that with walks and frisbee golf and dancing to keep us living a healthy lifestyle and really maintain that physique that we built. 
that's where I'm at currently. I haven't really worked out very um, intensely or, you know, consistently over the last year, year and a half. And this is the best physique that I've maintained because five years ago, I started my intense five days a week training and pretty much never let up until a year, year and a half ago. Um, And even now I'm still getting, you know, two, three, four workouts in a week. Um, They might be a little bit less weight. They might be a little bit less intense. Depends on the day, depends on kind of where I'm at. But I'm able to maintain my physique and I'm able to eat even more calories than when I was when I started this journey because the more muscle you have, the more fat you burn. So not only do you get to look great, you also get to eat more food and feel great because your body has more muscle mass. It also, again, talking about setting our future self up for success, the more muscle mass we have on top of probably the best benefit is just burning burning fat. It, it's going to be, there's a point where it's easier and easier to maintain a lean physique with the more muscle mass you have, um, where that scale actually tips and it's actually hard to gain weight at a certain point once you've reached a certain muscle mass within your body. Um, which is a really cool place to be. And it's a really cool thing to be able to do. Um, It does take years, but it's an awesome outcome that no one talks about. No one talks about how awesome it is. If you put in really good, consistent years of your life into dedicating yourself to your health and fitness, that you'll be able to reap the rewards for years to come with minimal amounts of maintenance. That is by far the coolest benefit about working out regularly is that eventually It'll be easier to maintain that way because that's just how muscle mass works. You're going to look better and you're going to be able to eat more. And so if you're a foodie like me and you want to be able to eat more eventually at some point, then we should be putting a lot of our time and attention into adding muscle mass to our frame and, you know, picking up those weights and going into resistance training quite a bit more. So, you know, a lot of people think exercise. I My brain immediately goes to like, a treadmill running or elliptical when I think exercise and those things will absolutely aid in your weight loss in the short term, but they won't help you when you stop running. When you stop doing that cardio, the weight will come back on because your calorie expenditure has now dropped and now your food intake probably didn't drop correspondingly. So that weight is going to come back on the second you stop doing that cardio, where maybe not the second, but weeks after. Whereas if you are doing weight training, you're of course burning that muscle or you're burning that those calories while you're lifting those weights. But years down the line, you won't have to lift as many weights. (laughs) When you stop weight training, that muscle is still working for you. Obviously, the more muscle we have, the better it's going to work for us. So we are incentivized to continue with weight training. Um, Not only does it help burn more fat, but it also aids in our natural atrophy of as we get older, our body starts to break down our muscle more. So we want to, I don't know about you, but I want to give my body the most amount of muscle possible so that when my body starts naturally atrophying, I have a lot to pull from. I'm not going to get weak and frail faster because I'm going to have more muscle to kind of pull from and I'm going to be able to maintain that healthier for a longer period of time because I have more muscle mass. Like I said, by and far the coolest part about lifting weights is that eventually you don't have to lift as many weights if you don't want to increase your physique if you just want to maintain. It's way easier to maintain your body fat composition if you have more muscle. 
Now, there's a really interesting component where everyone wants to lose weight and add muscle, but calorically speaking, it's really quite hard to do both efficiently because when we're trying to cut body fat, our body is not going to be primed and ideal for adding on muscle mass because adding on muscle mass is something that is easier to do when there is a calorie surplus. Now, a surplus can mean 100 calories a day surplus. So there's definitely a distinction between, you know, being intentional with the calorie surplus and bulking and being an excused to eat like an a-hole. Again, the same concepts can be applied as to with your when it comes to your nutrition, like what types of foods you're eating and how much of it is going to affect the way that you feel. So if you're eating 100 calories excess to get you in that calorie surplus, or let's say 200 just because that's what the deficit I went with, if you're eating a 200 calorie a day surplus, but it's coming from good, clean, whole foods, your body is going to put on minimal amounts of body fat and be able to maximally amount to put on muscle mass. Whereas if we're having a 700, 800 calorie surplus each day, when and it's coming from junk food, our body yes, is going to still be adding muscle, but it's not going to be the highest quality. And we're still going to have that spillover of fat gain. And it might be more fat gain than what we want to add. Most, I see a lot of people um, go into their bulk mode in their off season and add on excessive amounts of body fat. And that can be just really hard mentally to kind of come back from to pull that body fat away again it feels like you have to reinvent the wheel. And anytime we're in a calorie deficit, losing fat, we're going to lose some muscle inherently. So again, we're talking about long-term success. We want to try to minimize the amount of muscle loss during our fat loss stage. And we want to try to minimize the fat gain during our muscle gain phase. I There are seasons to life, just like there should be seasons to your health and nutrition and fitness. And so you should be really intentional about when we're going to be losing weight and losing body fat and recognizing that might indicate losing muscle and when we're trying to gain muscle and possibly gain some body fat as well and be really intentional about that. So a great way to, uh, to go about that is learning more about that. And it, But if we don't have the time or resources or just general interest to learn more about when is the right time to do certain things, um, consult an expert. Talk to me. Talk to my brother. Um, send me an email, camisoul at gmail.com. And let's open that conversation. Let's talk about whether it's going to make more sense for us to lose body fat right now. And that still will indicate us training with weights. Um, the really only difference there is going to be the calories. So our training is going to look similar, whether we're trying to lose weight or we're trying to gain muscle. Um, Some rep schemes can be different as well. Um, But in general, when we're trying to add muscle mass, we want to be trying to stimulate that muscle and progressively overload it. So if we're, we're lifting a certain amount of weights week one, we want to be eight weeks down the line being able to lift more weights, whether that's more volume or more weight, um, more strength. It, it depends on kind of your other goals that you have and there's really no wrong way to go for that. But we want to be always doing more because our bodies are adapting machines and they're going to adapt to whatever stimuli we throw at them. 
So we want to just specifically, you know, again, having a plan before you go at it. We don't just want to say, all right, I want to lose weight and start not eating food and doing a ton of cardio because that is only helping the next 30 days. You want to think about changing, setting your future self up for success. You want to talk to yourself in two years and say, you're welcome. Like I did this to help us two years from now. And I say two years because one year you can really do a lot for your physique and be well on your way to a a big life improvement. But two full years, we can really change your physique a ton. We can really change your nutrition habits a ton. And it's a long time, but it's not in comparison to the lifelong, it's a drop in the bucket. Two years of your 80 years is nothing to set your future self up for success in terms of being able to more easily maintain your health and fitness levels. If you And you don't have to, by any means, dedicate your life to health and fitness. Realistically, all it looks like is maybe six hours on a Sunday and then an hour each day doing some sort of foam rolling, stretching, nutrition, or workouts, you know, so we're looking at 12 hours a week, which is a part-time job for sure. But guess what? This part-time job after two years, you get the best retirement package. You get an easy, uh, uh, an easier way to maintain your physique after two years of being really intense and or being really diligent and strategic about what you're doing to set your future self up for success. We all save for our retirement. We all take our cars in to get maintenance done on a regular basis, but we're not doing the same things with our body. And that's a problem. You can buy a new car. You can't buy a new body. And if you can buy different body parts, they're not going to be your body. They're they're foreign. There's going to be complications and pros and cons that come with that. We want to be able to, A, preserve the health and fitness that we have, and B, work to enhance it and improve it. And if we can put more time and and strategic effort, again, we don't just want to start flailing just because we want to start moving. If you don't have a plan on what that two-year long-term success plan looks like, talk to someone who does. Talk to your trainers. Ask them, do you have a two-year plan? What does my life look like in two years? Is it easier to maintain my body fat? And be realistic about people overestimate what they can do in one day and really underestimate what they can do in one year. And I would challenge you to look back one year in your life before. Were you a completely different person? Were you in a different place? Possibly. If you don't like where you're at, you must recognize that if you want change, if you say the words, I want to change my body or I want to change my mindset or I want to change my fitness habits, then you have to understand that fundamentally that is correlated with change in your behavior, change in your actions, possibly change in your mindset towards these different things. Cardio doesn't have to be an ugly, dreadful thing. Cardio can mean going for a walk on this with the sunset, listening to a podcast each and every day. You know, their, their weights can be a very therapeutic way to build your self-confidence and learn how to use different tools to your advantage to build muscle and absolutely sculpt your physique the way you want it to be. So seek out, you know, help from an expert or if you're making the plan yourself, understand you want to think about that long-term 
solution. You want to think about creating the different seasons for muscle gain and muscle loss, depending on where you're at, which one is more important, which one is more of a health threat, which one is going to set yourself up for future success. And treat yourself well, like I said. So a lot of the things with nutrition was you don't have to focus on what you can't have or what you can't do. I would encourage you to Find ways to make what you're doing fun and enjoyable, much like anything in your life. Try to find that silver lining. Try to see yourself as exercising because you're doing something better for not just your body currently, but your future body. You're doing something really good for yourself and think about it in that way. You're serving your body and you're doing something that can help you not just physically, but mentally Say, hey, I forego the, the current temptation and air of the future success. And I'm very proud of that because I know that what I'm doing today is helping me two years from now. And I don't think a lot of people see it like that, but it absolutely is. Our actions and what we do today, we will see in three months in our body. It takes a while for us to see that. And so at first, it seems like we have a really shitty return on investment. We're putting in a ton of time and mental effort, and we're not really creating proportionate results. But there's a delay when it comes to those activities. So if we keep going with that, so if after three months, we're starting to see some results, if we keep going with those actions, and now we're six months down the line, and we've had six months of diligent progress, then now we're going to be seeing even more results. And the longer that you're able to continue to go through and reap those rewards, you know, put in the time and the effort today, you're going to be able to maintain that physique for longer and longer, easier and easier. So if you're able to put in five years of really consistent training, you're probably going to be able to ride that physique out for quite a while. If you put in 10 years of training, you're going to be able to ride that physique out maybe forever because you put that time and effort in building that muscle mass and that foundation that you, it, it will be easier for you to maintain with smaller amounts of time and effort. It'll be easier to foam roll for 10 minutes instead of an hour because we've been doing it this whole time. So there's less kind of backlog work to catch up on. So when it comes to your your fitness and exercise, I definitely would encourage having a plan for what your goals are and how you're planning to move through these different phases or different seasons to get you to that goal where in two years we can be maintaining our physique um, much easier. And at that point, we can start to pull off the gas pedal and um, kind of take things a little bit slower and find where that balance is. But if, if that's, if you have an imminent health problem, if you, <coughs> if you have an imminent health problem, you shouldn't be looking for balance in your day-to-day life. You should be looking for how do I get this change to happen as as fast as I can in a healthy way. You shouldn't be looking for the birthday cake treats with your aunt and uncle. That's not a requirement. You have an imminent health risk. We need to address that first. Look at your priorities. Are you looking to enjoy food? And I should have said this in the food podcast, but food is fuel predominantly. And it doesn't have to be a gourmet meal every single time that we eat. Exercise does not have to be the devil. We should exercise because we don't have to. 
years and years and years ago, we didn't have to exercise in a gym because guess what? When you wanted a chicken, you had to go find a chicken. You had to track, you had to hunt, you had to catch a chicken, whether it was with your physical body. And then you had to clean the chicken and then you had to cook the chicken and then you got to eat the chicken. There was a large calorie expenditure process that led to eating that food. Whereas nowadays, I can have DoorDash pretty much bring the chicken to my mouth within minutes without me having to get up from my chair or move more than 10 meters. And so it's a way, it's not, we're not being punished by having to exercise. We're simply living a luxurious life that we don't have to exercise to make meat ends meet, but we have the luxury of being able to exercise. And honestly... There were many days during my leg days that I did not want to work out because working out is hard or can be hard and somewhat uncomfortable. But not everyone in this world has legs. And if I have two legs, I'm going to freaking use them because there are people in the world that don't have them. And I'm sure that they would want me to use them to my best ability to be able to go out and do things that they can't do. So think about why you're exercising and don't think about it from a place of scarcity and fear. Think about it from a place of gratefulness and pleasure and abundance. And you have the opportunity to move your body in ways that others don't and others didn't in the past. Think about it from a place of luxury. I'm working out because I don't have to work out to get my food on my table. It's all about how your mindset is in reference to it. And guess what? If you think about, I get to exercise, how longer do you think you're going to stick to your workout plan than if you said, I have to exercise because someone told me to? It's all about how you think about it. That's Again, we're looking for the long-term solution. If you think I have to do this for two years and then I'll be done, well, it's going to be hard for you to maintain your body fat. If you think about, I get to do this, and then after two years, it'll be easier to do this, and I'll be able to do other things with my time, then it's probably going to be a more pleasurable time during that two years, and then even after, and you're probably going to have less problems maintaining that physique as well. Um, So be careful about the stories that you tell yourself, especially in regards to diet and exercise, um, and try not to get caught in that battle of, I ate a pizza, now I have to go run five miles. It's a really slippery slope to be in. We don't want to be in the act and combat phase because, again, to me, that's a big red flag. That leads to binge eating behavior or different body image issues where we're not really recognizing what's currently going on. We're not being honest with ourselves in terms of the big picture. That's a small-term solution to a much bigger problem that we're just not looking at. We're looking at the fact that what happened that led to that weak moment of overindulging. What was it a lack of preparation? Was it a lack of mental toughness? Was it a lack of goal clarity? What was it that led to that instance that led us off track that now we're trying to be reactive instead of proactive? Don't treat your health and fitness as a reactive standpoint. Don't wait until you have a heart attack to start thinking about your nutrition. Don't wait until you have an injury to start thinking about your imbalances. Start now. Just because there's not a problem doesn't mean the problem's not there. Just because there's not a problem with pain doesn't mean the problem's not there, I should say. We want to be as proactive about our life as we can. Our body is the only one that we get. Do you want to wait until it's broken to try to pick up the pieces? 
Or do you want to try to give yourself best case scenario to keep our body in good health and figure out what those different maintenance tasks are so that we don't have to be reactive and create more stress and more trauma in our life. It's much easier to course correct if we're not at a dead end already. So again, challenging yourself to think about your health and fitness in a proactive manner rather than a reactive manner and thinking about that long-term solution to honoring our bodies. So hopefully this was helpful in reference to kind of unpacking kind of the exercise or fitness aspect of, you know, what losing weight can mean. Think about the long-term solution, um, not the short-term effect. And hopefully that was helpful. If anything I said wasn't clear or you want more information on any portion, um, please contact me. I'm super happy to help. I love talking about this stuff and I am super here, super here to help. Um, Thank you so much and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.